Hey there, how's it going? It's your host, Andrew. And the audio guy, Josh. From Blocks and Talks, where we discuss about the world of LEGO. From views of the latest sets to discussions about the hobby itself, and even trending news within the community. This week, we're going to continue uh, the mock building series with part two, all about unique building techniques, molded parts, and brick building. So, since Karat's around town, I had to force him to stay in and use him for every last episode I could. Please let me go. Uh, maybe after the next episode. So, um, yeah, I know you're a mock builder yourself and have made a couple cool things in the past, so I figured you'd be um, someone nice to talk to for this. So, today's episode is all about um, brick building, like different building techniques and differentiating between whether to use like a molded part and just like skip the process or like brick build it yourself, things like that. So I think I, this first part of the episode, this will be more of like an educational explanation part where we just break down like different classifications of bricks and tie it into the building techniques. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I think that's a good place to uh, jump off from. Yeah, especially since like I'm learning it in the process. So I'm like, why not? So let's just talk about like different brick classifications and give ourselves a little background. So bricks are like the standard Lego piece. It's like the one you would imagine when you first see like the Lego logo. They come in like many sizes from one by two, two by three, and so on and so forth. It basically like the one bys, two bys and stuff. It's just classifying the little like dots on the top. The essentially the uh, pieces that have studs on them. Yeah, they're called studs, and it basically classifies what they are. So, like a one by two would be one width wide, so only one width, one stud uh, wide, and then two studs high. And a two by four would be two studs wide and four studs high. And next up, we're gonna jump into the. It's, uh, um, before we move on, I just wanted to uh, make a note that it's they're not. Uh, it's not uh, width and height. It's actually width and length. Oh, amateur mistake. But hey, looks like we're learning even on the podcast. That's great. Yeah, the what you're thinking of are uh, plates and bricks. The plates are the, uh, they're the flat pieces and the bricks are the taller pieces. Mm. The, the bricks are uh, three plates tall. Yeah, and actually, I was, we we're just about to talk about plates. They are the thinner variants of bricks. Basically, think of a brick except flat. It takes three plates stacked on top of each other to equal one brick in terms of like thickness. So plates are basically, um, we'll just call it a thin brick. Um, then next up are tiles. They're like plates that don't have any studs on top. They're, they're like completely smooth. And this is where they get more specialized where sometimes they'll have like pre-printed patterns. They're usually like the victim of the whole thing of applying stickers. Just as an example, like a computer keyboard or a remote control. And just basically think of them as modified plates. They're plates without the dots on top. Um, after that will be panels. Panels are pretty similar to tiles, but they're actually pretty different because um, they are flat. They're flat like the plates, but unlike tiles, they're not completely smooth. Sometimes they'll have like an augmented stud on top or really funky shape. They're basically a hybrid between a plate and a tile. 
Um, yeah, so panels are definitely something interesting. Slopes, they're like bricks that make a little hill. They're like the curved angle ones, the triangular pieces. They're the ones that turn things from looking like a Minecraft box into like curvature. They add curvature and such. Um, this honestly sounds like uh, a lecture, but I'll try getting through. Then after that, we have Technic. Technic's like its own class. It's like little axles, gears, little connections, rods, that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm going to be honest, it's my least favorite sort of thing. Then there's arches. Arches are just exactly what it sounds like. They're just curved bricks, like curves, useful for like sculpturing architecture. Cylinders and cones, like what it sounds like too, just <laughs> cylinders and cones. So yeah, that's kind of like the general classification for bricks in general. And then there's obviously specialized pieces that don't really fit into anything. They're like in that middle ground. And yeah, that's just a little history slash lecture on what types of classifications we'll be talking about. So uh, to wake you up, let's talk about brick techniques. <laughs> Are you still there, Karat? I'm hanging on. Hanging on. All right, just barely. We'll try reeling you back in. So I'm sure everyone or most people that have built have heard of this. It's the snot technique, studs not on top. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I know what it is. Uh, it's not really a technique I use too often. Yes, yeah, definitely a more advanced technique. It's all about building sideways, which what that means is essentially instead of um, just showing the studs, like it literally says on top, you want to basically put bricks on their sides and build it sideways so that you get the smooth surfaces showing up instead. And this can be really useful as a substitute over like specialized pieces, making certain shapes. And especially when we see with mock building, if you heard the Razor Crest episode, like a lot of mock builders, they like having it almost completely smooth. Unlike uh, Lego, where Lego sets usually are like more blocky. You see the studs, like they're not ashamed to hide it. Or, yeah, they're not ashamed of showing it, I should say. So let me ask you, Karat, um, what, did you, what, what side are you on in this whole um, scheme? Are you like the type of purist who wants no studs to really show up, completely smoothed off tiles and side showing? Or do you, do you not really care and have like the studs showing up and go free? I think it's, uh, it really depends on what you're trying to make. Uh, mm -hmm. If you go online and just search up, like, I don't know, spaceship mock, uh, you'll you'll find a lot of spaceships where they have uh, studs that are on top and it looks really well because uh, um, it sort of has the greebling over it and it gives it that yeah. like technical look to it. But you'll also find a lot of spaceship designs that uh, that you that utilize snot and they look a lot sleeker. And they sometimes, if you look at them, you won't even think that they're Lego because of how sleek and smooth they are. Yeah, I'm gonna stop you real quick and ask, what is greebling? I feel like we forgot to mention that. So greebling is when you take really small uh, pieces and elements and put them over the surface of some object to mm -hmm. give it sort of a more complicated look. So, for example, think of um, like any Star Wars ship. Yeah, Star Wars is a big um, fan of it. When you look at the uh, ISD, uh, you look What's at all the, like the little, uh, the um, Imperial Star Destroyer, my bad. Mm -hmm. uh, you see all those like little bits and pieces that sit on the surface of the ship and if you look at them very closely they probably don't make sense like yeah. it's just tubes and whatever 
But when you look at it from afar, it looks like a very complicated, very technical kind of thing, like something that you would have to engineer, something that might work in real life. Yeah. And I agree. It's all about like using little dots or like even getting creative, like adding maybe the top of a fire hydrant or someone's rollerblade just to add like different shapes and dimensions to add depth to the building. So yeah, dribbling is definitely something we will talk about. And I actually wanted to talk about this because this is something I have a gripe with personally. And I just want to have someone to uh, <laughs> rant it out with. So I know people are huge on no, like the purest tiles, no studs on top. Like that looks blocky and ugly. But sometimes when I think about it, some of these models that are like purely tiled off. I'm like, it looks just like a Kenner toy or like a Hasbro toy of that exact thing. Like we'll use Star Wars as an example, like a complete tiled off high fighter. Like, I feel like at that point, it looks like a Hasbro toy or something. And it's just, what's the point, you know, like, am I like, does that make sense? Like, I just feel like it yeah, looks too I much understand. like- I understand. Th- I yeah. think it, I think having some amount of studs on it gives it a lot more character. Like, yeah. uh, I personally enjoy the uh, large creator cars, mm-hmm. the uh, the Mustang, the Porsche, and the, uh, and the uh, James Bond DB5. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they have a very nice mix of snot and- studs on top where when you look at it, you can immediately tell that this is Lego, but it's also a very sleek design. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the beauty of Lego. It's like, I want to let people know that this isn't just like another hobby crafting toy. I want them to know this is my brick built plastic toy, like the studs and stuff that doesn't bother me. It's like, you know, I feel like when it's just all tiled off, it just looks too goofy. Like it's basically like, why not just go buy a Hasbro TIE fighter at that point. It's basically the same thing. You're getting a smoothed off piece of plastic. No. Yeah. You're not, you're not buying Lego for like accuracy, you know, it's mm, more debatable. Depends. I, mean, I think it's it depends. Not, I don't think you can get like, com- like super 100% yeah, you're not accurate, get perfect, obviously, yeah. but that the inaccuracies give the model character. Yeah. It adds a certain charm, right? So let's move on to, or let's build on this. And I actually want to talk a little bit about the car building techniques. So I'm going to show you some images. Here we have like some instructions from the Volkswagen. And we see like the snot techniques being employed here where like, and Lego could have like just molded a a single like piece plastic chair or anything. But instead they decided to use like the snot technique, build the chair basically on its side. So it looks like it's a reclining chair, as you can see. And I just think it looks really nice. And just like what we said before about all those like unique building techniques, just a little show of like, what it can be capable of. Yeah, I think the um, since the bricks are on their side, you, it gives you it gives you more um, uh, variability in how curved you want to make the yeah. seats. Like if uh, if 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 this was a uh, snot sort of build, then I don't think you'd be able to get that. Uh, if it was sorry, if it wasn't a snot build, then you wouldn't be able to get that same curvature and the same yeah. uh, dimensions to it. Um, and the in the ones that I have, namely the uh, Porsche and the Mustang, the mm-hmm. they have these, uh, I'm not sure what they're called, but they're the curved one by two bricks. They have like uh, little bumps on them. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and those sit in the seats and it gives it the texture of leather, like uh, how a, an old car seat would look like. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah and I think without the snot, uh, w- without snot building, that wouldn't have been possible, so... I think it's definitely a good technique that you can use if you use sparingly here and yeah. there. 
And another example I want to do is I want to tie a little more into my expertise, Star Wars. So I'm sure you know about like the, the helmet line, right? Like yep. the whole like bus line. So as we see in the instructions for this Boba Fett one, it's completely snot. Like the internal structure has studs facing out, which allows like these snot techniques to kind of wrap around and really give it that distinct shape without exposing too many studs, exception of the top, obviously. Like, I just think it's really cool because it shows that Lego isn't perfect either. And even the designers to this day are learning and constantly improving. Like the fans, the designers are all like setting what is like the new boundary and stuff. And where I'm trying to go with this is if we want to compare this to, I think the 2000 or 2001 Darth Maul bus that Lego released, it's a far cry from what this is. Or even like the Yoda statue back then has... If you want to pull that up as like a quick reference to, I think it's 2000 or 2001 mall, Darth Maul bust by Lego. Like that thing was purely building from the ground up. Like you're just stacking bricks on top of each other. And if you look at it, it's like, it's like the snot people's worst enemy. It's like that, you know, that Squidward meme where it's like when I'm in a, this competition and this thing walks in. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. that. It's like when I'm. When I'm a snot purist, then I see this like Darth Maul thing <laughs> and like your eyes just like pop out and like your face drops because that thing is just the definition of snot doesn't exist in my book. It is purely bricks on top, studs out, no shame. Like it's just really cool to see how they've evolved over time. Yeah, these are sort of the uh, the older sets where the design was more focused on keeping the sort of, uh, I want to say the Lego character or... Yeah. They they didn't use as many special bricks. Mm -hmm. uh, like if you look, if like as you said, it just looks like everything is stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Where nowadays you'll get more some bricks pointing this way and that way, and you get more smoothed off uh, uh, pieces. Yeah, a lot more dimensions, and I think it's really cool to see like that's how the current scene and I don't want to say meta, but the current like mindset towards building has evolved and i'm curious to see how like the future will come because especially like looking at some people's builds online on across like the reddit and other things like people get really creative with like different parts i remember like one dude i forgot what part it was i think it was he was building a toilet and he used this really unconventional piece that no oh yeah i remember it was toilet paper but instead of like i don't know brick building a toilet paper like getting a a printed piece he instead used this little door hinge it's like a cylind it's like a single cylindrical piece with like the little door uh, attached to it but he put it on its side facing down and it was a white piece so it looks like a roll of toilet paper with like the toilet paper hanging down i just thought that was really cool how like people they don't like take the piece for granted per se like they're not going to confine themselves like this piece is a door is only meant for opening and closing things. Like he took it to another level and switched it up and he said, no, it doesn't have to be this. It can be toilet paper too. And I just think that's really cool. It's Lego. It's uh, all about creativity, right? Exactly. And I just love seeing like how people just blow my mind away with things like that. All right. Um. Next up, something I was trying to avoid because I'm sure if you heard earlier, I'm kind of frightened of it. Technic. Um, Technic is like its own thing. It's all like rods, axles. It's, it's almost like an engineering thing. Like what is the other product called? Like Kinex? Is it K-I-N-E-X? Kinex? Yeah, but that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty similar. I wouldn't say it's similar. I think it's pretty different. 
Really, I feel like it's a lot like rods connecting, axles moving. All I think that. it's I think it's uh, similar superficially. Granted, I never really played with connects too much, so I Same. wouldn't know. I just think it's really cool how like Technic used to be really distant from Lego, like what we were talking about with the early two thousands, even before then. There were like two distinct themes. Like Lego was seen as brick built, studs. Technic was like its own thing, like strictly built out of Technic axles, rods connecting to each other, all these things. And it's really cool to see that like over time they sort of intertwining and merging the two. Like I'm sure since like you collect the Lego cars, like created cars and stuff, I'm sure you can give us a little insight. Like during the building process, how much of it would you say is like technic and how much of it is like the traditional bricks and that sort of stuff? Uh, for the creator cars, there is, it's for, I, w- I would say maybe like 95% um, Lego system bricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the five percent that is Technic is mainly just the uh, steering, the steering and the yeah. uh, the the wheels and stuff. Uh, for the, I believe it was the um, James Bond Aston Martin that had a little bit more Technic because it had like a little a few extra little gimmicks here and there. Mm-hmm. So that had like a little bit more. Um, I honestly do enjoy Technic for the just the engineering aspect of it. You know, yeah. I'm an engineer, so uh, another one. First Josh, now you. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately. So I have the uh, Technic Bugatti, the the really big one one to eight uh, or eight to one, whatever it was, uh, model. Yeah. And that is full Technic or maybe not full Technic. It has like maybe 1% uh, uh, system. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a really cool and fun build because you can see the transmission, uh, how that works. You got the engine, the four-wheel drive, steering, all that. But... It's honestly a little bit of a disappointing build because once you have all the mechanics, then you cover it all up with panels, with uh, yeah. Technic panels, mm-hmm. and you can't see anything working on the inside. So I think that's definitely one of the drawbacks of the large Technic sets. I mm-hmm. don't have too many others. The only Technic sets that I have are the is that Bugatti uh, Dom's char- Charger and uh, yeah. the McLaren Senna. Mm-hmm. And the Charger and the Senna are a little bit better in that regard because they have less mechanics going on. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see all the stuff that works, but that's only because they don't have that many things that work. So I think a, I think the best set would be a 50-50 between Technic and LEGO System with the system yeah. uh, building up the chassis and the uh, exterior with the Technic building all the uh, mechanics inside the car. I think that would be like my dream set right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, while you were on our little break, I was actually Googling up some other examples. Another one I want to take a quick look at, just kind of drive that same point is like the Slave 1, the Boba Fett ship, compared from like the original, I think 2001 or 21, compared to the, 2021 and it's like a far cry between the two because the 2000 or the first one we'll say the first iteration it's really really blocky the shapes are really rough like um it just looks really unfinished almost looks like a six-year-old made it if i'm gonna be honest and if you look at like the 2021 it's like the right angles are there smoothed off where it captures that like really complicated almost like turtle shell shape and i think it just is really cool. And I think a key part of that is if we look at the two, um, new parts that came ever since, like in between the time these two were made, have come and gone and integrated itself as like useful. And I just want to connect this to the next part of this segment about like 
Lego introduces new parts every year. Like they expand how we build and how we play, like all that stuff. And I think, um, while it's really cool and all, do you think that with Lego constantly expanding and building with all these new parts, do you think like those would serve as like crutches almost? Because a lot of them are becoming more specialized, like really intricate curvatures, slopes, and things like that. Do you think will become too specialized to the point where like older techniques that relied on like complicated brick building to achieve a certain shape will just get like band-aid fixed with like a shape that instantly covers like makes that shape in one piece like do you think we would ever like see that kind of like decline or issue um that's a that's a tough question i think uh so for just for just for some background, I think in uh what was it the early two thousands I want to say uh Lego did do that thing where they sort of added a lot of uh specialty pieces in a oh. lot of sets and they sort of went bankrupt because of that yeah late nineties early two thousands like, yeah even, so yeah it was ridiculous uh I want to say that that's sort of a foreshadowing, but i don't I, I can't believe that because mm-hmm. For one, a lot of the pieces that Lego introduces now, they're yeah. used in a pretty uh, wide variety of sets. So it's not like they're just printing like one-offs for a specific set or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think the continued uh, introduction of new pieces that are unique and uh, more uh, versatile, while, yeah, I think it would kill off like certain techniques, but I don't really see that as a bad thing because if you have a curved piece that uh, makes a certain technique obsolete, Mm -hmm. you can, there's probably other things that you can do with this new piece as well. Yeah. But at, and at the same time, it's not like the technique is going to be completely obsolete because not everybody's going to have every single one of these pieces. That is fair. Yep. Like I remember back when uh, I was younger and all of my uh, Lego pieces were super old and most of them were broken and, I had to sort of figure out roundabout ways to sort of um, get something the way I wanted to without being able to use certain pieces. Like, uh, for example, if I wanted to, my, um, the pins, the three width pins that come with Technic, uh, the blue ones. Oh yeah, the little blue pins. It's like a Technic piece on one side and then the other side's like a little cross thingy. No, no, the, uh, it's the circular one, but it's uh, three uh, beams wide or three studs wide. Oh, is it like the one where it's kind of like a thicker end and then it's like, yeah, you want to pull up a picture real quick? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, ha- I guess that's also the other thing, like all these specialized pieces and stuff as they come and go, all these names have to keep coming up and I'm sure it's like really hard to keep track and remember like, oh, this is the one by two spinny dinny stuff like that, you know? So I'm talking about this blue piece right here. Oh, okay. I was thinking of like the red colored one, except yeah, no. blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So the ones that I had were all broken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had to find like all these roundabout techniques that could that I could use with the other pieces that I had mm-hmm. to build something that essentially would have been a piece of cake with this. Same with like everything else, like those um, little uh, curved uh, joints. Uh, are they like battle droid arms? Yeah, those. Oh, okay, yeah. All of those were also broken, so oh. I had to figure out other ways of getting that kind of motion with other pieces. And it was always, to me, a total pain because mm-hmm. something that would have been so easy 
had to now now had to use like half of my stockpile just to get that one little mechanism and at, after that it's like what's the point because i don't have anything left that is true yeah so i think the more versatility is definitely a plus and i don't see that lego is sort of uh, overextending themselves so i definitely think that them adding all these new pieces is good because like like we were talking about earlier with the uh, darth maul bus that was before they had all these new pieces and mm -hmm. you see what the difference is in the uh um in the techniques and the piece usage and mm -hmm. it looks a lot better now than it ever did before actually i i'm gonna be that guy i think the price reflects differently i think there's a lot of nostalgia for that mark like i know this is a little off but i guess just a little tangent is that there's actually a lot of nostalgia and demand for that mall set. And I think aftermarket, you're paying over a thousand dollars for that thing now. Well, yeah, but that's that's just because it's old. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I mean, think they don't make things like that anymore. I just think I I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know where just, I was going with this. Just things say. go. It, yeah. it could have been the ugliest set you've ever seen, and I think give it some time, and it'll suddenly start appreciating. And mm -hmm. It's like it's the same thing with cars. Cars that nobody wanted in the '80s, everybody wants them now. Yeah. Oh, that might be a future episode, like aftermarket Lego. All right, let's get back to this. So, where were we? Um, yeah, I just, I think like what you said, Lego definitely has learned their mistakes from like the 90s and early thousands where like even $6 sets would get completely new molds, which basically bankrupted them. I'm sure they will be careful and hopefully like we'll see that they try to find like a fine line between the two because I, th I think like it is a cool and exciting opportunity and yeah. I think that pretty much covers what I wanted today about like going over just basic bricks, mostly like the snot building technique because that's like the huge one technique, things like that. Uh, is there anything you wanted to like bring up or get out of your head before? So what kind of mocks do you build, Andrew? Me? Uh, I usually like to build like Star Wars ones. Um, something that's really been hitting me good recently is like following the idea of like little vignette scenes. So because they're like really small, easy to capture. Like you don't need a lot of bricks for it. So it's not like I have to go online and buy like specialized pieces. It's just like I can take what I have, maybe build like Vader versus Luke, something like that. Really small, really simple. It can be any scale because I think Star Wars is pretty recognizable in its shapes. So I think that's been what's been on my mind recently. Also got back to like rebuilding some childhood sets. So that's been slowly diminishing my amount of available bricks. <laughs> And yeah, I think next week's part three, I want to jump into the idea of collaboration and um, inspiration for mock building. How does that sound? That sounds pretty fun. I think I'll drop by for that one. Really? Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I definitely want to talk about how like mock building doesn't have to be a solo mission. It can definitely be with a group or anything and maybe finding inspiration with collaborative mindsets definitely seems like we're straying a bit less from the bricks and more into like the theory and social aspects. So I think that would be cool. So yeah, thanks for tuning in today. Um, make sure you give us a rating on Spotify and Anchor. Be sure to also subscribe or what is it nowadays? Follow, subscribe. I get lost with the word. But yeah, be sure to support us and drop whatever type Smash of... Smash that like button. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. Smash that like button. And we'll catch you next time. Take care.